Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. All right. Hello. Welcome. Um, welcome, everyone. Welcome to, what are we in? We're in September, our September Empowered Conversation Series. I'm really, um, really honoured to bring you a beautiful guest, Tristan Fay, who I'm known for, I was trying to figure this, maybe seven years, I don't know, for some time. Yeah. And whilst we haven't had a lot of contact since we first, so contact as in physical contact since we first met, Tristan, I've always had a really close connection with you. You know, from the moment I met you, I was sharing this in the email when I was sharing your photo and um, bio to to my women, I felt your warmth, your connection and your authenticity and openness. And um, I kind of feel like we, what's really interesting, even as I'm sharing this now, I feel like we've done some work together, which I mean, we have, you know, you were, you were a sponsor at one of my um, virtual summits, the Empowered Woman Virtual Summit training back in, I think, 2016. And that was really fun uh, to co-create that. Um, And to have you share your journey and also your, um, your beautiful Ruby Fresh, which you'll talk a little bit about later, which is your amazing natural skincare range. Um, but I, I'm just excited because I know your journey a little bit and you are now in a place in your life where I see you and from what you've shared, you know, really enjoying life and being true to you, being authentic to your values and to how you want to live your life. So I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey. You decide where you want to start from and then I'll kind of jump in and um, certainly unpack a little bit about what I feel that I want to want you to share with the audience. Um, So welcome. Thank you so much, Susie. And as I said before to you, it's so great to see your face and hear your voice all at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) probably one or the other. Um, I guess when I think about my journey, um, you know, there's there's different uh, places that I could start, obviously, like most of us, but probably when I think of that question, I probably go back to about nine or ten years ago um, and um, my second child had just been born, so he's uh, about to turn ten on Sunday, which is um, quite momentous, so my baby is um, growing up. Um, so he was he was just in the first year of uh, his little life and he had an older sister, two years older, who never, ever slept, ever. Yeah. <laughs> like never. <laughs> um, he can relate to that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lots, lots, of, uh, lots of us can relate to that. But uh, So I had a two-year-old and, um, and a newborn. I, um, I realised after the fact that uh, with Tommy, my youngest, I had experienced a fair bit of postnatal depression. Um, I didn't know that I was in it at the time. But at that same time, I was caring for um, my husband who was in a period of suicidal depression. So it was kind of, um, you know, one of the milestone moments of my life, I suppose. Mm. Um, I was running uh, my marketing consulting business at the time and and I kind of had um, wanted to have a maternity leave break, but that didn't happen because I had to kind of run that, earn money for the household 
and run his business um, as well to keep that afloat. Um, so I was tired all the time, yeah. all the time, like really um, I felt old and haggard at 42 um, and I was frankly in a bit of a spin really. Um, but it's amazing and this is a, a lesson that I keep learning in life. It's amazing that often out of the ashes is where the beauty is formed. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so while all this kind of chaos was going on in my life, I had this, this little black book. Well, it was actually an A4 black book. And it was my book of business ideas. <laughs> can, I tell you, can I tell you how many business ideas I had? Please, yes. Twelve. Twelve. Oh. Fantastic. Like, not just I'm going to write one-liner ideas, 12 that I was researching as possible business ideas. Now, this period of time for me was like I, I was, my mind was going crazy. It was like this crazy need to learn and to create mm -hmm. and to be productive. And it was, it was really driving me <laughs> quite crazy. And I remember sitting on the lounge one night, the household was asleep, and um, I was like going through my little book of business ideas because, you know, I should have been trying to get some sleep, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> oh. And I just, I remember just crying out and I said, God, make it stop, make it stop. Please show me one of these ideas. <sighs> and Ruby Fresh came out of that. Um, now, Ruby Fresh itself has a, has a bit of a story, but um, the, the way Ruby Fresh got into the black book was that I had a bit of a in front of the mirror moment um, one day and I looked at my very, very tired face with the bags under my eyes and I was, you know, <laughs> I was a post-40 mother of two who never slept and I was running two businesses, blah, 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 blah. We've all got those kind of stories. Like me today, um, yeah. I was sharing <laughs> with you before. I've got the dark circles. I, I really look horrible. The colour that I'm wearing is not doing me any justice. But anyway, I'm getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so at this moment, I had a little bit of a, oh, my goodness moment. And I just thought, wow, I really need to do something. Um, and at the age that I was, I actually really felt I was at a crossroads. Mm. Um, and I'd like to, if I could just read one little paragraph out of the um, foreword in my book. Can you please just state the title of your book? I have shared it, but for other oh, listeners. It's called Living Well and Aging Gracefully. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the book in a, in a while. But in the foreword, I write... Uh, I felt at a very real crossroads, and this is the moment I was talking about. I felt angry at the pressure to adopt the fix-it cosmetically approach of many of my peers when I knew this approach did not fit with my life philosophy. I was a natural girl at heart, into health, fitness, minimal makeup, and an, an authentic approach to beauty. Mm. And so began a journey to unlock the secret of natural beauty, of ageing well and making the most of what God gave me. This book is a reflection of that journey. So, so when I say I was at a crossroad, I really felt like the, the my peers were all kind of going down this route of cosmetic enhancement, and I, and I was struggling with this because I looked at my face in the mirror and I thought, oh, I need some help. Mm. Um, but when I thought about my life philosophy and and what I believed in and and how I wanted to age, it just didn't fit. It it was not a fit, and so. In amongst all the kind of chaos and messiness of life and this feeling like I was at a crossroads, 
um, I began a little hobby, mm-hmm. a little sideline hobby to my, what the work I was doing. Um, and um, I suppose a, a couple of years earlier I had, um, I'd lost a baby and I had lost my mum to cancer. And those two wow. massive life-changing uh, moments in my life had caused me to try to reduce chemicals in my life mm. because I was left thinking we're doing something wrong. There's, there's something that's really badly affecting our us as humans. And um, so that was my my path. I was already on that path of reducing chemicals. Mm-hmm. Was so, this, then, uh, let me ask, was this uh, before you had kids that you were going through this and thinking about this quite radically, it sounds? Yeah, so I, um, I lost my first baby um, uh, before my current mm-hmm. two and, um, and then... Lily, my oldest, was born um, a year. Um, no, hang on. Let's the chronologic order of it is 2005. I lost my first baby. My mum was diagnosed with cancer in 06. Yeah, wow. Um, Lily was born in 07, and they had a year together to get to know each other. Even though mum had lost her ability to speak at that mm-hmm. point, um, it was brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And then so we lost her in, in 08 and then Tommy was born in 09. So it was like five, six, seven, eight, nine. And, in fact, um, every year since then I've realised in looking at my story there's been something massive like that. But um, So anyway, I had kind of started this uh, journey to reduce toxicity where I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and this crossroad moment in my life led me to start this little sideline hobby of uh, researching natural skincare. And I even did a little weekend course. I thought, oh, this will kill the idea. It'll be all too hard. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it fired me up, didn't it? It, <laughs> it made me realise that what we're doing to our skin with the chemicals and toxic ingredients is, is so damaging, way more damaging than the industry chooses to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fascinated with the research behind natural ingredients and how effective they are at maintaining our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so this little sideline thing became a fascination and a passion to the point where I decided to make it into a business idea and um, and build build a business around it. So so if I go back to that time, the the industry presented women with two options in skincare. One was you can choose luxury, the luxurious brands that are beautiful to use and they smell lovely, feel lovely, but you have to sacrifice your health because they're full of toxins. Option two, you could choose health. You could choose there was already plenty of natural brands on the market at that point but categorically you had to sacrifice luxury Mm. Um, so the natural brands in those days were all kind of what I used to call musty old brands in the back of health food shops Mm -hmm. Um, and then there were kind of department store brands Mm. now since then a a fair bit's changed um, but at that time I thought what if I could launch a range of products and a brand where you didn't have to trade off, where you could have the luxury, the beautiful texture, the beautiful smells Mm. um, and the health, the absence of toxins, ingredients that really work to build the health of your skin. So that's where Ruby Fresh came from. And it was a desire to um, truly build health into our skin Mm. so that we didn't obsess obsess about ageing. 
you know, the Ruby Fresh vision is has always been way above the products. The vision is that that we and our girls stop obsessing about our faces. So I just want to change a whole industry, that's all. <laughs> you know, when you say that, I can feel the truth and I get teary because I'm, you know, there's so much, I'm an emotionally sensitive human being, which is my gift and I treasure that. I never used to. Um, I can... Everything that you've spoken, everything that you've mentioned resonates with every cell in my body. I have never been big on using, um, you know, all the chemical-based products. And, in fact, when you speak on doing weekend workshops, I remember doing a weekend workshop um, in QVB, Perfect Potion or something like that, and that's where I learned how to make my own um, skincare. But... And I think maybe we hit it off because, you know, what you were sharing with me, I was like, oh, you know, this is food, this is nourishment for my soul. Yeah. Please tell me more about it. Except for me, it wasn't on a business ID level, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that this is something that you've taken to the next level because we need that. So what I'm seeing more and more is, I mean, I use natural stuff. You know, I've used your products, which are amazing. They are incredible. I, you know, I go back and forth between different things that I try either, you know, other people have produced or that I make my own self, but I know that your products are, they're pure that, you know, they, and I know how much heart and soul you put into them. The one thing that I want to ask you is, so one of the things I've been noticing a lot and having conversations with close girlfriends and even women, you know, in the, in, in my own community, that I work with, particularly at the last retreat, is this idea of um, and this image of women um, doing cosmetic. What did you say? I mean, I'm, I say enhancement. <laughs> enhancements. I don't know what all the options are. All I know is Botox is the main one. It's kind of the main one that women are using. And um, you know, it's like I totally appreciate. Um, freedom of choice and, you know, feeling good in your body. But there's something that actually scares me when I see, it's it not scares me, it's just something that um, feels, something within me feels uneasy when I see a woman who continues to do a lot of it because she, she, her face looks, her face is disconnected. I cannot connect to to her full expression of who she is, which comes through our face because muscles, not all muscles move. And I see this increasingly more and more amongst young women. Um, I heard an amazing segment on ABC um, from a whole panel of different experts why this is happening. One of the reasons was that Instagram is so accessible and so how women portray themselves is very much in that perfection, you know, being, being perfect. Um, but I'm curious to know your thoughts on, one, why are we doing this increasingly? Or not we, I'm not doing it. Um, why are women doing it, especially younger age? Um, and where do you see, what do you see are the potential long-term issues with this? Oh, God. Well, that's a big question. No. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> We've got um, time. Look, I, I think um, I, I have, in amongst this vision that I talk about, I have a particular heart for our young girls. And mm -hmm. as you mentioned, 
uh, you know, young girls in their teens even, they're getting boob enhancements, they're getting Botox, they're getting lip enhancements, they're getting butt enhancements. I mean, our generation are trying to reduce our butts, right? And <laughs> for some, somehow, anyway, um, so that I just find that incredibly tragic, um, somehow even more tragic than, um, you know, what we would call middle-aged women doing it. I, I find it's all a little tragic, but um, particularly young girls. And the reason I find that tragic is because that's, they're the years that you are formulating your identity and you're finding your source of strength and you're finding your uniqueness. And if, if we're then covering that up and presenting, desiring to present to the world something that is not mm. truth, which is essentially what that is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. th- here's, here's me. This is my truth. I've not done anything to my face. I just try to stay healthy and look after it. Um, Here's me. That and and as you mentioned, there's a congruence between my heart and my mind and and how I present myself to the world. What concerns me is where young girls are trying to find out who they are in those years. Mm-hmm. Um, yet there's there's automatically a disconnect between how they present themselves and and what they're discovering. Um, I just um, you know I'm not really a futurist, but if I picture those girls at 45, 50, 55, uh, whatever age, you know, where are they going to be and what kind of role models are they going to be mm. for the next generation? And, and you know, having a, having a daughter who's, um, you know, right on the verge of, of puberty really and certainly on the verge of, um, of high school and all the challenges that that brings, mm-hmm. um, it, it really is so high on my, high on my agenda to help her navigate making good choices and and feeling like she and her uniqueness um, is valuable to the world and she doesn't have to morph that into something else. Yeah. Great oh, desire of mine. Um, I love hearing that. Um, I love hearing that because I've got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old and I don't know that we've had conversations specifically about about changing your face. I don't, you know, like cosmetically enhancing, maybe we have. Um, but I only recently saw, I think she went with her, they went with her dad, with their dad to the library and she brought back a book, which I don't know the name of it, but it's like plan-based kind of skincare, and yeah. which made me really excited. Um, and so I know that I'm okay to have those conversations. I know that I'm a pretty good role model when it comes to, doing things naturally, you know, feeling good from the inside, um, uh, contrasting that with what people are doing maybe. But what specific, what I'm curious about, Tristan, is what specific conversations you're having to ensure that, you know, Lily, your daughter feels that she's enough, that she, you know, what she has to offer is enough to make a very significant contribution in the world. Yeah. Um, I think I think there's two parts to that, um, that, that I, as, as you know, I'm, we're a separated family, so um, I get um, probably quite intense periods of time um, with with the kids, albeit in amongst the craziness. Um, mm-hmm. But the kids and I have, in this this journey of separation of the family, we've really bound together. We're this watertight little threesome, which has been mm-hmm. delightful. Um, and so we have some very honest conversations. Um, 
So the first, which is probably the more humorous answer to your story, is that because of my business and because um, Ruby Fresh probably started as a little bit of an anti-Botox thing, ah. um, but I have calmed down a little bit since then and be- become a little bit more pragmatic. Um, I just want to add something, but I love that you fueled your maybe anger to start off with into, into a very healthy outlet. Yeah. Yeah, and, I did. <laughs> and I think that's what we need to do to be able to yeah. go, well, what am I going to do with the fact that I feel shitty, upset and really pissed off with, with these issues that I'm seeing and yeah. you've, you've done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so my kids have been born into this uh, kind of anti-Botox militant uh, kind of yeah. household. Um, they know that mummy's all about natural. They know that mummy's anti-Botox. We had this awesome conversations probably actually two years ago now but I've got to share it with you so so Tommy would have been probably seven um Lily about nine or maybe even younger and um one of them said so mummy what is Botox and I said well it's cow toxin and cow toxin cow toxin yeah I don't even know what's in Botox it's it's bovine toxin that's what that's shortened for Botox it's bovine cows toxin so it's poison from cows Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, and I and they they said, why do people use it? And I said, well, they get it get it injected because they make they feel that it makes them look younger. And Lily goes, oh, why would you do that? And Tommy goes, yeah, because you're not younger. See <laughs> <laughs> it, gee, they yeah. speak the truth. They just they're precise right. in what they see and very discerning. Like you can't bullshit to them. No, you can't. You can't, and you know, um, I think there's so many um, poisons that we um, put in our body, um, and some of us choose, you know, to actively avoid that. But, but you know, if you just think about the skincare industry, there's so many ingredients that have been used for um, a generation or two that are, are have been proven to be hormone dis- disruptors, and you know, mm-hmm. young kids are getting. Um, getting into puberty much later because of some of these chemicals that they're exposed to, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Botox conversation is probably the, um, the humorous answer to your story. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but um, the convers- other conversations I had with Lily, I, I'm very, very aware that we have such a natural tendency to tell our little boys that they're so strong and so powerful and capable and we tell our little girls, you look so pretty today. I'm so aware of that because when my kids were little, I heard other people do it. Mm-hmm. I heard their father do it quite innocently. It's, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. uh, very, very innocently. But it was really because um, I've got a perfect little case study of a boy and a girl mm-hmm. <laughs> um, two years apart, and it was, it was really like a slap in the face to me. And so I set about um balancing that helping to balance that so i i try to feed into lily um and to both of them um that uh they are capable that they're very unique Mm. there's nobody made created like them Mm -hmm. um and that they have to find what they love doing in life and um and work hard and all those lovely life values um so I suppose I try, and I and I do tell them both when they look lovely. You know, I think that's you know that that fills our spirit as well. But I just try to make sure that that's very balanced mm. um, with messages about good values, the way we treat people, 
mm. uh, what we are capable of, what our uniqueness is, um, and you can stand on that strength. And just because somebody believes something about you or says something about you, it doesn't make it truth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've seen that in, in reality in our family. They've, they've heard stuff about me. That's not their reality. And yeah. I just say you don't have to believe it. Yeah. If you don't think that's true, then you don't have to believe it. Some of, so some of those kind of balancing conversations that take the pressure off the physical mm. and take the pressure off what other people think mm. uh, are probably where I spend my focus. And, like, it's so important to invest in those conversations to have time. So what I'm curious is how do you manage, like, you've written a book, you've got Ruby Fresh, You've got kids. You're a single parent. How do you how do you manage everything, Tristan? Oh, I don't really know. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a few tools um, mm-hmm. that I use. So I I'm very fortunate in that I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. So I get up very early before the kids are awake. So what's that? I'm curious. What's your early five thirty? Five thirty. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes earlier because I do struggle with sleep. So. Sometimes I wake up at 4.30 and I'll be so wide awake and I think oh, I better, might as well get up and do some exercise. <laughs> yeah. um, so I have yeah. uh, what yeah. my kids yeah. affectionately call mummy's boot camp in the backyard very early in the morning. Um, uh-huh. So I try to exercise, I try to prioritise exercise, uh, whether it's doing my boot camp, going to the gym or, or whatever. I really try to prioritise that. And if... If the only way I can do that is to um, go for a run with the kids as opposed to doing it, doing my own exercise, then so be it. Um, so exercise is a, a big thing and, and that keeps me uh, mentally in a good place. It mm-hmm. keeps me physically strong and, and um, you know, I have amazing energy. I, for someone who doesn't sleep <laughs> much, I have really amazing energy. Um, my yeah. diet is really, really important to me. Again, yeah. I'm fortunate to... Um, you know, my favourite foods are super healthy plant-based foods. I, I mm. love um, so, you know, diet is an important one, um, exercise and the mental health um, aspects of that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I guess apart from that, I, um, I try to be very present with the kids when I have them with me because... I have been put in a position of being forced into being a part-time mum because of separation. And so I made the decision that I would, when they're with me, I'm really with them, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes school holidays pretty interesting. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I try not to be at my laptop and whatever when they come home from school and stuff like that because when they're times. Yeah, it's a challenge, and so, you know what? Sometimes it's impossible, and yeah. and the kids know that they understand mm-hmm. that. So I'm not I'm not saying this is a watertight. You know, I always no, achieve this. This is the goal, um, but I can I can do that also because they are with their dad sometimes, and mm-hmm. when they're with their dad, I just smash the work. I just mm-hmm. get you know I throw myself right into it, um, and um, yeah. So I I my day and my week um is very fluid i think that's that's probably that's the short answer to your question actually i keep a sense of fluidity and if i can grab 10 minutes to tick off a task yeah then i'll then i'll do it um 
and and I'll just you know my my week and my day looks like this <laughs> it all weaves in mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. each other um, I guess the downside of that mm-hmm. if I'm very you know I want to be authentic and real the downside of that is that there's probably no off switch mm-hmm. there's no boundaries so I can't and you you would probably know this too in your business there's no sense of leaving the office and going home and now I'm a mum I'm not oh my gosh of course not no Um, and there's so many benefits to running your business your own business so many benefits to running it from home which I do so many Mm. but the shadow of that is that there's no off so Mm. I have to be very intentional um about that and and you know things just my to-do list is always there yeah, I don't often actually tick, <laughs> tick <laughs> things off. They stay on the to-do list for a very long time. So that's my all over, right? I love that. Look, I love, I love how you share that fluidity. I suppose I could say, you know, I can relate to that. Um, but I love the the word and what that means. Um, I can resonate with the challenge of switching off. Um, especially when the kids are there. At other times, I'm okay to not switch off because that's when ideas pop and, you know, I've finished my task now my mind kind of wonders, you know, how we women work, we're making dinner and then suddenly, oh, I'll, oh I've got an idea about that. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, when I listen to you speak, what I feel ha- probably continues to give you that energy um, has set you up to have the relationship that you have with your kids and to have a business which is completely aligned with your values um a beautiful business is your commitment to nourishing yourself through healthy foods um making time for exercise for movement uh, making time for yourself in some other ways like you know whether it be through whatever whatever that may be you know some kind of self-care or maybe it's around doing something that you love for your business, which um, maybe like having written a book. So I'll be curious to ask a little bit about that. Um, uh, Leading a toxic free life as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that that's not always possible in every way. I mean, something that's at the forefront of my mind. And I know that I've got a lot of work to do in that area, but I'm excited about it. So, you know, you're, you're committed to your values. And when you're committed to your values, then you see change happen and yep. you get stuff done. I want to see you get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> you make, make stuff happen, right? And then, and then when we're committed to our values and we're doing what's aligned with our values, it gives us energy, like you're connected to your life force and it just, yeah. like, there's more of it that keeps coming. Yeah. Um, okay, so how the hell did you... Sorry, so, so yeah. can I just add something there? Yeah. Um, I think that... Um, the other thing is I'm a doer and I don't – sometimes this is a bit of a fault, but, um, mm-hmm. but at its best I'll come up with an idea and I'll, I'll just do it. I'll, I won't spend three months thinking and planning and, you know, dotting every I and crossing every T and making sure that it can't possibly fail. Um, so the result is that lots of stuff fails, but – um, you know, I, I'll, I am an ideas person. I, I, um, I think big picture and I think ideas and then I just make it happen. And really that's kind of what happened with the book in a way. It's like, oh, suddenly I wrote a book. Whoa. <laughs> um, and I look, at, I look at some of my peers um, who maybe take the path of 
lots of planning and strategizing. And I do all that stuff, but I don't get bogged down in that in a way that stops me taking action. I, I would, my advice to anybody, um, you know, whether people that listen to this or, or elsewhere in business is mm-hmm. doing an action mm-hmm. is highly underrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that we should, if, if we take action more quickly on things, Mm. You know, that concept of fail fast, um, you know, learn, fail fast, learn from it and make changes and move forward. I, I think we will feel a more a sense of dynamism and um, momentum and therefore confidence and courage that comes out of that. The more we sit and plan and procrastinate, we lose confidence and courage mm. to act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I can relate to that, the procrastinator. (laughs) Oh, are you? Are you a procrastinator? Well, okay, I've I've had to learn from this actually. This is, um, so what I've realised is yes and no. I'm a procrastinator when I put pressure on myself to get things done that actually I know it's not time for them to do it Mm. because it took me a long time to trust myself when I need to do something and actually when it when it's time to do it I, I get it done mm. but part of me got in the way of doing that so I guess I look at it as procrastinator and yes I have procrastinated particularly when when it was doing the big things getting out there and feeling anxious about stuff so I mm. definitely want to own that part and be authentic to the fact that I have procrastinated but I'm also I do it I get mm. stuff done you know for me it's usually about picking a date and then it's done. That's it. Yeah. Now I get it. <laughs> I'm I've put it out there. Yeah. Um, but I, I love what you've shared. Um, and and you know, I'm I've seen I've seen this over and over in in other people, other entrepreneurs and my clients when you know when they take action, that's when we create momentum. So yeah. yeah. Um, but there's something to you that's like very robust when it comes to action. I just know that. <laughs> Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, I I procrastinate on um, things that um, make me fearful or Mm -hmm. things that I'm, you know, if I don't think I have what it takes to do something or, you know, those fears, Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely am a terrible procrastinator. But I think what I've learnt is Mm -hmm. that I need to work through those fears. I, I see whenever I procrastinate, I link it to what is it in me that's stopping me doing that? And I try to address that mm. so that it gets me out of the procrastination. So, um, but but things that don't things that don't uh, scare me or make me fearful, um, ideas that come up, I just like bang. Suddenly, it's done, and I go, "Whoa! <laughs> yeah, how did that get done?" That's, it's, what a what a what an exciting place to be in, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What an exciting place to be in. All right. So um, what I wanted to ask you more on is your book. Yep. Um, so you mentioned the book a little bit. Um, so maybe share a few key points from the book in terms of what you really wanted to share in that book and, um, and then mm. we can talk about where, to, where we can find the book. Yeah. Um, well, I think that uh, so, so this is the book. 
living well and aging gracefully. And there's a beautiful photo of Tristan and she just look, it's a black and white photo. She looks absolutely gorgeous. She's got her kind of looking down, but just in your element, smiling, happy. There's beautiful um, greenery behind you. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that, that photo was taken when my team were making me laugh <laughs> and I didn't uh-huh. think, I didn't think they had the camera on me. Um, so, you know, a, a moment of, um, of, I guess, authenticity, uh, which is my driving value. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, you know, if, if I, I, I haven't on this call gone into a lot of detail about my family split situation, but um, it's been about five and a half years and it's, um, you know, you shared a little bit of that journey with me, Susie, um, but it hasn't been really fun. Um, and, but one of the most significant um, lessons that I've learnt out of that journey has been about grace and choice. Mm. And, um, you know, I learnt that I had the choice to mirror the toxic behaviour that I was experiencing or to rise above it um, and to act with kindness and grace. Mm. I realised that I had the choice to forgive or not forgive um, and that nobody could make that choice but me. Um, I had a choice whether to uh, feel like and act like a victim Mm -hmm. or to choose future and hope. Um, And so too we have a choice about how we live and how we age and I think that, you know, I've shared the relevance of that with my Ruby Fresh journey. And and part of that journey about grace and ageing gracefully and deciding the person that I wanted to be and how I wanted to live, mm-hmm. uh, both out of my journey of ageing um, and my journey of separation, uh, led me to realise that, you know, there's so much obviously beyond skincare, like way mm-hmm. beyond skincare, Um, that can help us do that and is necessary to help us do that. So Ruby Fresh has always been about building the healthiest skin so we don't obsess about the superficial. Mm -hmm. But, of course, there's lots of other aspects of um, science and research and how we live um, and choose to live with health and wellness that impact our skin. Um, And Mm -hmm. so... This book is, it's not so much a story of my journey. Um, the, the forward, the introduction is, tells a little bit about that. But really this book is a science made simple uh, look at um, different aspects of health and wellness and there's always a link back to skin because the, the whole premise of the book is um, helping to tool people up to being able to age with grace and Mm. to age with substance rather than superficiality. So, for example, um, there's there's my, I don't know if you can see that, there's my two little chickens. Yes, I can see your gorgeous chickens. Yep. So that's a few years ago now. But um, So there's uh, chapters in here about loving the skin you're in. Um, So that one is all about toxicity and chemicals and how we treat our Mm -hmm. skin. Uh, mm-hmm. Skin health and aging, which is about uh, looking after our skin, how to do that. Got a chapter on nutrition and diet, 
um, which basically, you know, it's each chapter is is uh, very uh, well researched and scientific, but it's stripped back to its simplicity and and some really easy tools that we can mm-hmm. apply to our lives. It's not a it's it's not a heavy read at all. Um, so I've got a chapter in here which I'm sure you would be really interested in, Susie, uh, which is the link between gut health and mental health, um, oh, and yeah. the mm-hmm. and the the research around this, you know, is the more I read about this link, the more I was so fascinated with um, healthy gut is a massive impactor on healthy mind and vice versa. So we unpack a little bit about that. Mm. There's a book on sleep for those of us who struggle with sleep. Um, but at the end of each chapter, I can find uh, end of each chapter, it's a little bit like a workbook style. So I've got things you can do right away. I've got room to uh, posed questions, room for you to write notes um, about what you've learned and what you can apply to your, to your life. So at the end of each chapter, you can kind of summarise your journey along the way. Uh, and then at the back of the book, um, there's a chapter on, there's a, chapter on quick tips and then that's followed by what can I change today, things I can change today. So it goes through um, everything you've learnt, I commit to and how I'll measure success. So my plan in this book was that it's really uh, practical and it's something you can sit and you can write notes and you can commit to a plan um, and and my desire was to show that healthy habits and and consistent energy and healthy skin and bodies and minds are actually so within our grasp and it's it doesn't require this massive life shift. We can just um, instill little easy changes and healthy habits into our everyday. Um, so um, you know, this book is really about making a choice. For me, it was that path to 10 years ago to make a choice not to go down the cosmetic enhancement route um, and, and this book helps to kind of unpack that, um, what, what that choice, the implications of that, of that choice and how to make that happen. Um, yeah, so the exciting thing about the book, I have to say, yeah. is that it's been accepted into Harry Hartog's stores Harry, um, I'm not. I'm not familiar with these stores. Yeah, they're. Um, they've got eleven stores, um, East Coast and Adelaide. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and they're owned by the same. Well, there's Berkelo, um, which you might know because there's a Berkelo in in Leichhardt. Leichhardt. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was one. That's you. amazing. Congratulations, Tristan. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. And is there a book in, so is there one in Berkelow or no, it's just there? No, we're in the process of um, getting it stocked in Berkelow. Um, but at the moment, the, the best place to grab a copy of this would be online on the RubyFresh website, um, rubyfresh.com.au. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I would love to give your listeners and those who listen to this after today um, an opportunity to grab this with free shipping which is normally 10 bucks so it's a good saving Um, amazing okay so I'm going to make a note of that in um, the email but here's what I'm going to do as well so I'm going to order a copy for myself because that's a must I'm going to order a copy so for the first woman that actually responds back who watches the 
watches the replay, um, I'm going to um, gift you Tristan's book. So and you have to share, but you have to share with me. You can't just say, ah, oh, read it. You know, I mean, listen to the, listen to your amazing empowered conversation with Tristan. I want you to tell me um, what was a standout for you. What, what was your takeaway? So I want you, I want to know that you really, that you've picked up a few points and what you commit to changing or continuing to do in your life. Um, as a result of hearing this conversation, yeah. I'm going to um, make a note of that in the follow-up email. So thank you so much, Tristan. I am, you know, I'm really excited for you. I know that this book is going to make a big difference to anyone who reads it, men, women, obviously men who um, want to gift this to women. It would be such an amazing gift. Um, I love the work that you're doing. It's always been so aligned. And I know I always say to you, I want to have you at the retreat, but the issue that we've had is that Lily's birthday falls in what the first of November. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the same this year. It is first to the third. So I was thinking I was giving a chuckle to myself. I thought either I have to change this or we ask Lily to change her birthday, which (laughs) 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 which is, I'm just being cheeky, but uh, we, Gosh, we have to. And then what's what's the issue with May? Because May is the other time. End of um, May, I usually do it. I would love to have you come as a guest speaker. Maybe next May. Maybe, Maybe next May. Right. where you're at. I would love to have you um, come because I love having experts in particularly wellness because my women are really interested in that. Yeah. Um, usually they, yeah, they it's something that they're interested in and they want to learn more about their own so their own health um, is a big thing um, that they want to know more. So your book is going to be really aligned with what they're interested in. Um, And then just a side note, I'm just looking at our time. Yeah, side note in terms of Ruby Fresh. um, So anyone who's interested in you can find out more about Ruby Fresh at um, Ruby Fresh, which is spelled R-U-B-I. F-R-E-S-H.com.au. Amazing products. And you've also added, no, well, not added recently, but you also got a range for adolescent girls. Is that right? Am I? Yeah, that's right. Yes. There's a, there's a beautiful, um, oh, I don't, oh, hang on. Stay there. Oh, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I wanted to show you because it's actually a really beautiful gift. It's, this is a gift box of, so it's a travel size of the four teenage products in the range. And, um, so it's really beautiful to give to a young girl. Um, and when I say teenage, it's really um, there that products are there. Um, so it's really designed for um, girls and boys who have uh, who are either in the teen years and are mm-hmm. going to start to experience some of the skin issues that teens do and or those who are even older who are still experiencing those skin issues. Um, They're scientifically formulated especially for the needs of uh, what's going on in the skin during those teenage years. Um, And we've had, um, I do 18-day skin health challenges with teens and get them on a Facebook group and Mm. um, uh, nurture them through those 18 days and do before and afters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's, It's really exciting. That's really growing, yeah. Incredible. Wow. Okay. Um, I want to keep talking to you, but um, I'm aware of our time. Can you share, given, given the, 
I guess, the range of topics that we spoke on, but it, all, all of it really is summed under, um, yeah, ageing gracefully and living well and ageing gracefully, as you were saying. Well, what are some of the main tips or main messages that, you wanna, that you'd like to share with the women listening to our conversation? Um, I think that, um, you know, my philosophy is I could sit here and say, we've just got to stop obsessing about our faces. Mm. But I truly believe un until we address the health of our skin mm -hmm. in today's society, most women are going to actually find that very difficult. If you, if you experience skin problems or you're not happy with the health of your skin, mm -hmm. until we address that, we're going to find it very difficult to stop obsessing about our faces. So, so I, I would one of one of the tips. Obviously, I run a natural skincare brand, but this is this is coming from an authentic place, not a commercial place. Um, that um, if we care for our skin with natural ingredients, and you might choose another brand, that's perfectly fine. But but if we stop the toxic chemicals and we choose natural, and we just care for our skin and our bodies through our diet and movement, um, then then we will, I believe, we will just um, build so much self-confidence out of that. So that's kind of a very physical mm -hmm. answer to your question. Yeah. Um, but I think overcoming this, this need to be accepted by others, um, you know, I, I was once told by a very um, smart person um, that the people we interact with are just victims of victims, that we're all carrying the legacy of our parents and what they were carrying as a legacy from their parents mm. and the hurts and insecurities that they have. We're all just kind of carrying that through the generations. So if we can break that chain and just choose to stand on our own confidence, um, be authentic to who you are and what you value. So for me, authenticity is actually my driving value. So when I sense a lack of that in other people, I really find it very hard to connect. Um, and I try very hard, but but I really, uh, yeah, I really struggle with that. So fi find your, understand your values and, and what's important to you and then try to live in that space mm. um, and look after yourself physically and, and mentally. Um, and, and as I mentioned before, some of that is actually gut health. <laughs> some of that, you know, mental uh, health and clarity can be resolved through the health of our bodies and how we treat our gut. Um, look after our bodies, give ourselves, um, give ourselves a break, actually. Yeah. Take the pressure off and just be confident. Um, find your place of confidence. And I believe that we can do that through living out of our true value, our sense of value, and not living with a disconnect in that. Mm. Thank you, Tristan. Um, such important points, especially on values. I mean, Sometimes we think that we know what our values are or we think that, oh, yeah, you know, I know what my values are. I really encourage you to take the time to get very clear on what that is. Journal on it, you know, just get very clear. You know, pick top five at least and then look at how is that, how can I use this to now impact my decision-making to let it be my guiding compass because it will not fail you. I mean, as you've said, you know, it becomes your, your radar for 
Can I, do I need to continue having a conversation with this person? I can't engage. So why waste that energy? Why waste that time? You know, they're going to be better off with someone else. I'm going to be better off with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but make sure you take that time. It's, it's absolutely necessary. Everything I do, again, is aligned with my values. Sometimes those values shift. You know, if, if knowledge, for me, knowledge, learning is number one value, but then that may shift to three depending on what's going going on and then love, you know, changes to number one or so on. But they're always there. They're always, always there. Um, I love that. I love that. And authenticity comes right through what you're saying and everything that you do. Thank you for your time. Um, I encourage you to... Give Ruby Fresh a go. You're going to love it. It smells amazing. It feels great on your skin, Um, especially if you're experiencing maybe issues with your skin. I know that there's some amazing testimonials of women who've changed products and gone to your your products. Um, And if you're using products that are, you know, just kind of off the, the, um, you know, off the shelf from your regular supermarket just I I beg you to take the time to just reconsider what's actually in it and whether it feels good you know one of the things that as I become more aligned and continue to be in my own truth be my integrity around what's important to me when I put those things on well should I put those things on um I just, I can't, I can't wear it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't be around strong smells. I can't be around perfumes, deodorants. It just, it goes to my gut and I feel like I'm going to puke. So, um, your inside will tell you if it's good for you, if you listen to it. (laughs) Um, Tristan, thank you. I'm going to go after this, after I hop off, I'm going to order those books and women remember, um, whoever gets back to me first, I'll let you know, you get the book. Um, and also Tristan said that she's going to take off, um, the shipping costs. So you get the, without the need to pay for the shipping cost. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Um, and I look forward to having you on the call sometime again and see. You with you. <laughs> it's been so great. And thank you for um, allowing me to share my story. Oh my gosh. Pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations. Conversations.